This is Channel 253 Sports. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders BT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Flounders B-Team podcast. I am Steve Kettleson. I'm flying solo tonight. We uh, had a lot of stuff happening uh, with all the crew members, so we just wanted to make sure that we got something out for you today. Um, So our agenda tonight is basically we're just going to do some light Portland takeaways, look at where we're at in the season. Uh, Also, uh, Doyle's Public House uh, in Tacoma at Doyle's Pub on Twitter hosted our Vancouver watch party. Uh, So many thanks to Russ Heaton, TK and the whole crew over there at uh, Doyle's Pub in Tacoma on St. Helens. They also host uh, the PDX Party Bus, as they do for every home and derby match, including Vancouver Away. Uh, We watched on American soil, but we did take some preview half and final analysis uh, with special guest Shannon Matthews, a local premier youth coaching superstar. Finally, Tim and I appeared on Sonar Feed with ECS co-president uh, Bougie Huli, uh, Tom Biro, Mivita Seattle, Hugo Garcia, and Adam Weigel of Bootstrapper Studios, as well as the illustrious Dave Clark uh, at Better Than from at Sounder at Heart. And he's also the star of his own daily cast, Locked on Sounders, which is available on Audioboom. Needless to say, Dave's a legend who knows more about this team than basically anyone. His insights help us all be a little bit more nuanced and bright about what we do here. We had a great chat with those fellas, and I managed to start talking about the wrong PDX match. Yeah, I was definitely there, and I did see that wonderful rolled-on tenacity for myself, but it was a stressful moment. So, okay, like, we were live, all right? We'll cut in the full audio of that cast as well, or you can find the video on the Sonar Feed channel on YouTube, which will be linked in the show notes. But for now, taking stock on a personal note, <clears throat> I think we're in a really good spot. Uh, we're first in the league, 8-0-3 in the, in the last 11. We got a lot of depth, except for maybe at left back now. We'll talk a little bit about that. I think Jordan Morris probably shouldn't worry, even though we've been giving him a lot of trouble, uh, giving the Beave a lot of trouble on the show. But he just needs his mojo back, man. I think he's going to get a lot more looks and a lot more help up top when he starts his forward as uh, Victor Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez. Victor Rodriguez. Um, people are calling him Vader now. That's a little different. Anyways, he gets tightly integrated. I think he's going to get a lot better looks. We're in for a bumpy road at left back, though. Jovan Jones could actually start uh, this next uh, week against Galaxy, but if anything happens to him in Trinidad and Tobago play, we're looking at, you know, Darwin Jones. As it turns out that New Who is a little bit of a hothead. Uh, yikes. Darwin's a good kid, but that's not a good situation for us to be, be in. Uh, VAR. Holy shit. Uh, my personal opinion is VR, VAR is a, a rubber crutch, right? Uh, video assisted replay is not 
in my opinion, uh, really helping the helping the game when the referees are pro level referees. Uh, but uh, again, we'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, others, other people do tend to think that it enhances the game and helps refs get it right more often. But you know, you got to use it. Our schedule is looking, according to most analysts, like we'll pull about 52 points out of the remainder of the season. We're comfortably going to make the playoffs, it seems, though uh, long unbeaten streaks scare me like a seven and craps with all my combats loaded. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it sounded like Dennis Miller just there. I asked the crew what takeaways they had, and they're a lot less focused on performance in this match uh, because they, we actually performed pretty well uh, first you know, 10 or 15 minutes notwithstanding. Consensus is the team played pretty well. We, we felt like we were on our heels the first 15 minutes of the match, and we didn't relent once uh, Roldan won that scrap in the area in the 17th minute. But defensively, we really held Portland to a reasonable number of shots on goal, just three in the whole match compared to our, our six. <clears throat> the real star of the show, of course, was Mark Geiger and his bizarre refusal to use the new tools available to him, video assisted replay, um... Yeah, the team's split on VAR usage. I'm anti, most of the crew, not to mention Mike Pacific from, you know, somewhere down south, seems to think VAR can enhance play and help get things right more often than not. I think Geiger's the second worst case scenario for VAR. The worst use of VAR would be using it as a prop to reinforce a shitty call. The second worst use case is a failure to use it to validate or invalidate those bang-bang and disciplinary calls, of which we see a lot in the uh, Portland-Seattle matches. It was reported that perhaps there are some technology issues with communication between VAR official and uh, Geiger. Uh, Fox Sports 1 had that on their broadcast. I suspect that there was a communication issue, but really it was all about Mark Geiger not listening. Uh, but we'd love to hear what you think. Discipline, of course, all over was a hot mess in this match. You're going to get no-call handballs no matter what level you're at. It's just a matter of angles, right? On TV, we can see a lot better as fans in the stadium. We can often see, or at least a good percentage of us can see a different angle from what the referee or the assistant referee is doing, and certainly what the VAR is looking at, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, the, tough, the, the ref's in a tough spot in these cases. Uh, but when you're seeing repeated, inconsistently applied rules, that's when we start to get pretty pissed off as fans, right? Blanco gets a yellow for shoving the shit out of Leardom with a high forearm. Nuhu turns to cut into the classically drop uh, flopping Chara, who dives every single time he gets beat, and his hand appears to brush Chara's shoulder. Boom, red card. Others were closer, and uh, say it was slightly worse than that, but I stand my ground here. Adam Weigel shared on Sonar that Leardom's crashing into Maddox uh, nearly from behind was a classic foul in the box. I think it's telling that it wasn't carded along with it, but, you know, letter of the law, Kevin Samira feels that there wasn't anything too terrible, uh, terrible about any of Geiger's calls, you know, individually. Uh, he does want some more consistency, he says, in the severity of the response, though. Nate and Kevin both chopped it up on the Doyle's buzz pretty heavy uh, regarding that consistency, and, and they did eventually come to terms, but it was kind of a tense, uh, tense time on the Doyle's bus. Uh, regardless of the last two matches, though, we all tend to think that Schmetzer is doing a great job with the team. His uh, guest prep spot in the ECS newsletter was at once humbling and inspiring. He embraces the role of servant leader as shown by his response to the draw this week. 
in the press conference, he committed to the one thing that consistently makes teams better, a focus on training, training for the finish, training for the win, training to be a cohesive team. And he committed to doing the work to prep the team to do the work, right? Um, the team is, in our opinion or my opinion, making it right for us fans. And uh, we at the Flounders B team could not be more proud. Um, and with that, the Flounders B team is on a bit of a break along with the club. Our next match is September 10th in Los Angeles versus the Galaxy, so we'll have a show sometime shortly after that. Uh, Galaxy have a lot to prove, but they don't have a lot of evidence to, to support a victory at StubHub. Tim smells a trap, as always, and he probably should. We need to be careful in these last weeks. Coming up uh, is, uh, I'm sorry, next up is our Vancouver in-pub analysis, followed by the full audio from the Flintstones, Flintstones Meet the Jetsons episode of Sonar Feed. Uh, please remember to tell your friends to subscribe to our show on Stitcher and iTunes. If you want to send us a rating uh, on iTunes, just, you know, click on the ratings. Uh, click on the little stars in the iTunes app or the or the podcast app, or wherever you're using, uh, whatever you're listening to this uh, podcast on, if they have a rating system, we would love to get your rating. Tell us what you really think about this show, uh, and we promise to give you more and more and more uh, good stuff every week to listen to. We love this show, and we hope you like it as much as we do. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Flounders B Team. I'm at Podfish, P-O-D-F-I-S-H on Twitter. Love to hear from you and get a little feedback from you. All right. So uh, next up, uh, Vancouver and then Sonar Feed, and we will be on break. Thank you so much for listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Steve Kettles from the Flounders B Team Podcast. I'm here at Doyle's Public House in Tacoma, Washington, uh, at the pre-funk slash funk uh, here on St. Helens, downtown Tacoma, Stadium District. It's beautiful. Um, or I guess it's Opera District. Anyway, everybody's playing with their no phones. Idea. I'm here with Kevin Zamira and the mighty, mighty Timbo Hamilton. What's up, you big beautiful man? You. I know, right? How you doing? Hi, Kevin. Hi, Steve. Hello, hello, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Steve. Yeah. So we're, we're hoping some people show up. It's kind of an impromptu little event. Doyle's is uh, hosting us. We're hoping our fan shows up. Yeah, we've got a couple. I think we have yeah, several. We have two. Oh, yeah. We got we a two. couple fans. They're Mary's wife and Nate's friend. Okay. Yep. Hey. Go Sounders, go! Big fans. Big fans. Big fans. Big fans. So, right, so anyway. So anyway, um, just want to talk about the, the yep, going over the starting eleven, which we we're, we're a little, I'm a little weird about, but okay. So in the back, uh, of course, Stephen Fry in goal, uh, uh, right to left, we've got Kelvin Leardham, uh, Chad Marshall, Tony Alfaro making an appearance uh, for the first time in a while, and then of course, New Who. There is no more Yolo. It is simply New Who at left back. Uh, He's all grows up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and now we have um, in defensive mid, we've got Christian Roldan and Gustav Svensson, uh, and uh, Jordan Morris more to the to the mid. And it's like a four-two-three-one uh, based on what we're what we're looking at here. So we got uh, Gustav Svensson, Jordan Morris, and Nico Ladero. Uh, Whoa! Start over. Yeah, you I said know. Gustav twice. Well. <laughs> 
Well, but he keeps moving the phone. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> All right. Just, just hold still. Morris. Oh, Brian, Brian in the back. Lear to Marshall, Lafaro knew who. Oh, and your phone died. Look yeah. at that. Screensaver because Here, let me hold I got it. tired of waiting for your ass. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna eat your poutine, so, motherfucker. Uh, rolled on and Svensson uh-huh. in defensive mid, and uh-huh. then uh, the top four: Morris, Ladero, Rodriguez, uh-huh. Victor, Rodriguez, and Will Bruin up top. Vic so it Rod. looks like my guess is uh, Victor's gonna be on the left, Ladero's gonna be in the central deep, uh, central midfield, and then Morris on the right. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. They like to flip flop and move around. Uh, who knows if? I, I'm just curious. I, I want to see what happens to. Uh, to Rodriguez. I'm I'm interested to see. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not, uh, I don't hate this lineup. Um, I'm not as, uh, I, I don't know, I'm pretty I'm pretty bullish about it just because we're playing Vancouver. If we trot out this same lineup against uh, the Timbers on Sunday, we're in trouble. Um, I, you know, in retrospect, we, yeah, exactly. Uh, in retrospect, we, we thought about um, what the, um, Jeez, what am I trying to say here, Kevin? In know. retrospect, we thought that maybe uh, playing that really aggressive lineup against uh, Minnesota. Minnesota was Minnesota. maybe foolish. This seems like it's we're exercising the depth, and it seems like we're focused on home points uh, and away draws. Yeah, that's um, exactly right. So yeah, I mean, if you look at the bench too, Fisher, yeah. Dellum, Malice, Kovar yep. are on the bench. So there's some. New faces, yep. young guys, and we still have bench. Alonzo and Dempsey out there Alonzo to provide the yeah. the stability if I, necessary. I mean, I would have rather seen this lineup against Minnesota. I would have too. Yeah, but you know what? I you think, know what? We're I sitting on six means, points on the series, so I think this means that Schmetzer's prioritizing Portland. Yeah, over Vancouver. Uh huh. Maybe looked at it and went, "Okay, tough week." Three in games in eight days. We're not going to get them all. So um, we'll beat Minnesota. Whatever, whatever. I just want to make sure my guys are ready for Portland. Yep. I can't rest them versus Minnesota, then play them, play them versus right. Vancouver. So let me play them. I'll do a 50%, 60% lineup against Vancouver, bring yep. some guys off the bench if I need to. Because Vancouver's missing some guys too. Again, a draw or a loss against uh, against Minnesota would have been the nightmare scenario. Sure, the morale could Schmetzer have out. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're pretty happy about where I'm things okay are right now. So it'll be interesting to see Morris on the right because he's gonna. I mean, he doesn't have a left foot really to cut into. Yeah. So let's see him go running around on the outside of guys. Use that pace to get around the outside yeah. of them. No, absolutely. He's right-footed oh, for sure. That's, that's Vancouver's starting 11. Oh, that's interesting because oh. that's showing Morris on the left and Vicrod on the right. This is showing Vicrod on the left and Morris on the right. Oh, that's interesting. It's fluid. Yeah. It is fluid. Well, it's but I'd love to fluid. see Morris get some time out on the right. And we want that fluidity. We want that fluidity in the midfield. We want Just, people sure. kind of switch and cross and whatever. Pass on the ground in. Don't whip crosses in because uh, – the big bad Kendall Waston yep. will fucking shut us down. Yep, yep. Line up for Vancouver from the back. Uh, Usted in the goal. Uh, we got right to left Williams, Waston, Parker, and Harvey. Uh, defensive mid Chani and Jacobson. Uh, and Ooh. then, yeah, exactly. Uh, Bolaños, Reina, Teixeira in attacking mid. And good old Freddy Montero Super. up top. Super. Super, super Fred. 
Are we allowed to do that anymore? I don't know. I, I don't know. I love the guy. Okay. Um, I hope we see some, uh, I hope we don't see any Freddie Montero celebrations. If he does happen to score, I'd love to see the celebration and see whether it's uh, muted or excited. I don't you know? want to see, I don't want to know. All right. I don't want to know. I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn. Don't want to find out. You're right. Uh, Right now we're watching Rodeo, uh, Boudreaux Campbell uh, on Fox Sports 2. Yeah. Anyway, cheers. We'll talk to you later. Uh, You're listening to the Flounders Beat Team Podcast. Tim, I just want you to know that I love Casey Keller and Keith Costigan so much. It's not true. Fifth career start, new who? No, I interviewed uh, Casey Keller once, yeah. very briefly. Yeah. It wasn't a great interview, but it was fun. I've I seen Tolo Nuhu like within three feet at S two. Yeah, I saw him at the uh, at the uh, season ticket holders party. He ah. was just just kind of coming down the stairs by himself. He's and then, shortish, right? Yeah, he's not. He looks much bigger on TV. TV ads about uh, oh, there's six inches. There's Jackie Montgomery and Marcus Hahnemann. I've had close personal contact with both of those people. Marcus Hahnemann signed my Budweiser hat, and I talked to Jackie Montgomery. We had an extended interview, yep. and she said she'd be on the show again. She, by the way, yes, she's. You're gonna probably have to cut this out so you don't sound like a creeper. What do you mean? <laughs> she's gonna be on the show again. Are you gonna say something weird? No. What's wrong with you, Tim? Anyway. Did you drink on the way here? Did I drink on the way here? What do you mean? I just had a long, busy day. It's a yes or no question. No, I didn't. Steve Zakuani. No, I'm just wondering why you're asking that question. His hair game is on point. His what game? Hair game. His suit game's on point. Is that wool? Uh, It doesn't look like wool. looks like a, a good, you know. That was not a reasonable... Matthias Laba got an ACL tear from somebody... Throwing him to the floor. That's unfortunate. Yeah, well, that's too bad for Vancouver. Oh, well. Anyway, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, say we'll talk to you at the half. All right. Build a bonfire, build a bonfire. Put the timbers on the top. Put the white caps in the middle. And we'll burn the fucking lot. Shoe phone. Did he get a yellow card for taking his shoe off? Nope. If it was a shirt. So, could you... Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm Steve Kettleson. I'm here at Doyle's Pub, uh, the greatest soccer pub probably in Pierce County. Just throwing that out there. What are you talking about, one of? No. Well, the other one's in Bonnie Lake at the bottom of a mountain or a hill or some shit, so I don't, I don't know Wait, what that Steven, is. Who? Who cares? <laughs> anyway, so who's that lovely voice? Uh, Nate Bowling. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> the Nathan Bowling. Esquire. Kevin Zemire. All right, all right. Tim Hamilton. Of Bonnie Lake. Of the BL. Of the BL. And, and special, special guest. guest. Oh. Coach... Goalkeeper extraordinaire. Hey, Steve, have you scored on him before? I have scored on you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an own goal. It wasn't right here. 
ready. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad we brought that up. Right to the start. Let's just get it right out there. Right? Shannon was like, what the shit? The shade. The shade. Wow. So, welcome, man. Shannon. Happy to be here. Happy yeah, here. man. So, uh, so, this is the end of the first half of, uh, of, uh, of soccer against Vancouver in Vancouver. We're here at Doyle's Pub, like I said. Uh, what, what do we think? What are our hot takes for the first half? Kevin. Ladero is a different human being as the number 10. Absolutely. <laughs> no uh, question. You Victor Rodriguez different. is a excellent, excellent winger, and I'm super excited about his development. A excellent winger? Excellent. And excellent. What do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> this team eerily reminds me of, of last year's team when they were dangerous without somebody. Who, who, who was it? Who was it that we didn't have? <laughs> Damn, the Dempsey shade is real. <laughs> you knew it was coming. We're bringing it back full circle here on the Flounders B Team we, podcast. We, we don't talk like we're a four-three-three recreational team playing long ball. Wow. Recreational just got thrown out. Um, <laughs> I may not be Not that kind back. of recreational. I'm going out big, right? I may not be The chemical formula for salt is NACL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim. Here. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think of that first half? I thought we did all right. I think there's a little bit of uh, rust, new car smell off of Victor Rodriguez. Okay. He, he wasn't sharp to begin with, but... It worked out. He drew a penalty. It was a legit penalty. He wasn't oh, just yeah. looking for contact. He got his legs taken out, and then he made it happen. Okay. Can I say, though? knew who looks good. He looks really looks good. good. Oh, on his, and his, on his Schrass. I've never seen since kids have I seen a guy trap the ball, take two steps back, and then step up and hit that cross. Yeah. Watch the replay. He that just pretty much traps it and drops back like he's kicking a field goal. That was not a cross. He was shooting. It's a shross. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's, only, it's only a shot if it goes in. Is that, is that like the Arsenal schmediums? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. Schmediums. Extra mediums. All right. So what do we not like out of that first half? I don't like uh, how Alfaro doesn't seem to be uh, a defender. He's making me nervous. Any, yeah. I mean, I'm a goalkeeper. I don't want the ball any more than I have to have the ball. If you're going to give me the ball, just expect it cleared yeah. out. And I know we want to play it out of the back, but it just leaves a lot of room for error. Wait, can we discuss the Jordan Morris out right instead of left experiment? All the way around. No, he's been out right. He's, on the, he's, out, right. he's out right. He's out right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He's been more out right than out left. I'm intrigued That's by true. this. Is this because Interplex. he has a assist from last, last game? I don't they put him out there, or is this the Rodriguez? This, I think it's Rodriguez. Rod, yeah, yeah, Nick Rod. Yeah, for sure. I don't like him out right last game. Well, I've been saying for a while. Just because that rush. Ladero and Morris are underperforming in terms of stats. Those are the two guys that need to be worried because of the new additions coming into the roster. Right? Yeah. Ladero is showing he's, he can play the number 10. So he's actually should be less worried than anybody else. Jordan Morris getting moved to the right is probably a sign of, hey, you need to produce. You need to go do something. I haven't seen a ton from him in the first half. Although I've not seen much from Morris on that right side. Although Morris outright is demonstrative of team depth. Because yeah. now you have Morris competing for time with Nagel. Yeah. Competing for time with Brad Evans, Mr. Glass, outright. And again, I like this competition playing time. Let's do this. They call me Mr. Glass. But but Dempsey's going to come back at some point. Yep. And he's going to want minutes. Are you happier with this lineup today than, let's say, three weeks ago? Um, well... Why 
got to bring up the past. Again, <laughs> an average Vancouver team, it works. Because other than getting the ball to Montero, I'm not sure how they're going to score. Although we're ignoring the elephant in the room. Which is the Joven Jones situation? Oh my God! Yeah. So, so that just dropped yesterday, no, no, but, right? But, but this lineup is influenced by Joven Jones' absence. Here's the deal. Yeah, he's the best left back in the MLS. Fact, but he's a left back. And next year, he will not be the best left back in the MLS. He's a left back. If 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 you lose your left back and you're not going to win the MLS Cup because of it. Um, that's not a thing that exists in the real world. <laughs> it's just not. Like, yeah, he's a he's a really, really good left back. But you can put in... Ashley Cole? New, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ashley Cole makes a living playing left back in our league. So, I just... It sucks not having him, but it sucks not having him. Yeah. I don't we, think it's... But we have the opportunity... New who has the opportunity to really shine and see some of this connection that he's making right now. New can defend and get crosses in Yep. A couple years ago, we had this really fast right back, and we seemed to be okay when we moved him on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and hey, I'm, I'm glad he's at Newcastle and not at Tottenham and actually playing. Yeah. But you know, the Joven Jones thing. I think I think any kid that can look to play in Europe should. Yeah. Whether it's tier two, tier one, whatever, yeah. it, it it would be anybody's dream to do it yeah. if yeah. you could go. Yeah. So. More power to him. The way he did it, yeah, stare the age. You know, whatever. Who two could be better than MLS? Yeah. It's arguable. I would totally go to championship. Yeah. It's arguable. So, <laughs> how, do, how do we feel about Alfaro right now? He makes me nervous. Yeah. He's got to get minutes. We're, I mean, yeah. you're not going to get S two minutes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wish he would have gotten minutes against Minnesota. Yeah. I wanted to see this lineup against Minnesota. Yeah. That said, that said, I, he's made me nervous like two or three times. The score's 1-0. Yeah, and so let's just, let's get a couple more so we can feel safe about a, a whoopsie daisy. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's closer to two zero than it is one one. Though. But yeah, going back to your point though, I think it's a three zero. Nico is a different man playing central. Different, like he, he's he's a number. Yeah, like, he's the captain's arm. This is this is the game we all realize that he is a number ten. I mean, I'm just watching him jog out on the field, and I'm like, who's that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's different. Yeah. Him stepping up to take the penalty. Well, it's, like, it's not, it's I know like, what did, I'm doing. It's, no, it's not that he's different. He's comfortable. He's confident. Yeah. He looks confident. Oh, Clint, Clint yeah. Dempsey warming up. I told you. The Clint Dempsey's like, I can, play, I can play soccer. Put me in, coach. <laughs> Even the play that didn't work, yeah. where he got on the top of the 18, shifted it to his left, looked for the foul, didn't get it, I went, that's better than what I've seen before because he made a decision quickly. But here's the thing. We all know that Dempsey is best when he's mad or competing. True. Watch his punk ass check in in the 50th minute and, and score goals. four goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear the story about Ladero when he first came here and in the locker room, when he walked into the locker room and the music was going and he shut that down and said, you got to be professional. No. Uh-huh. I'm here for this. Uh-huh. What, what, first thing he did, he walked into that locker room. Wait, was it Dempsey's rap song that was playing? I, it was God, probably, to- it was probably Torres. He was dancing around his little... But, hey, that's yeah. That, that's the player Ladero is. Well, he came from Boca Juniors, right? Different level. That's the second best team in the hemisphere. Yeah. Ooh. Some teams in Mexico that take umbrage with that. Well, yeah, Club America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, the second half has started, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. You're listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast. Na 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 na.
Oh, right, everybody. Hey, this is Steve the Flounders B-Team Podcast. We are back at the end of the Vancouver-Seattle match uh, here on, what is it, the 23rd? Uh, so, Kevin, what do you what do you think of that second half? I got my hot take. What's your hot take, baby? Maury should have fucking scored. <laughs> yeah, right? That's my hot finish take. Finish a ball, brother. That's my hot take. Finish a ball. I'm not sure that Jordan Moore's going to finish a sandwich right now. No. Oh. Ham sandwich, turkey sandwich. Either. A veggie sandwich. Hummus. Oh. A Ritz cracker. Seriously. <laughs> a sentence. Fucking m M&M. and So, here's the thing. I called the game at 2-2. Yeah. It's 1-1. Yeah. I feel like we outplayed Vancouver. Oh yeah, but that's Caleb. But that's Caleb Porter shit right there. Yep, he eats that shit for lunch. All that matters is you take the point. Beat Portland. Yep. Hey, we're unbeaten in ten. No, beat Portland. I know. I'm just saying we're unbeaten in ten. And I'm saying we're gonna be on Portland. All right, Shannon. Two things. Uh, first off, uh, was that Clint Dempsey on a milk box? He, yeah, he's missing. Milk carton. I, he did nothing. Schmetzer. Schmetzer. Love the three five two. All right, yeah. Tim. I just want to win. I, I think it's disappointing we got scored a man down. I don't disagree. We had thirty minutes to get a second or third goal. Yeah, we it. had plenty Co- of time, Kovar plenty of shots. Is kicking himself. Oh, Kovar is so mad he didn't. Kovar is kicking hey, Kovar. Kovar, so. Kovar, Kovar. You're good, dude. <laughs> All right, Flanders B Team Podcast. All right, I think we're recording. This is Tim Hamilton, Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm here at Doyle's Public House in Tacoma. We're just getting ready to go to the match uh, Sounders versus Timbers at uh, 6.30 at CenturyLink. I'm sitting here with some guests that we just met. Uh, would you introduce yourselves, please? My name's Randy. Randy. Maria. Maria. Jeff. Jeff. Michelle. Michelle and uh, Randy's wearing a Timbers jersey, so we just figured we'd uh, ask him some questions. Uh, so, just quickly, what's your story? How'd you become a Portland's fan, and how did you get here to Tacoma today? I did 25 years in the Air Force, traveled all over the place, settled in Boise for a long time. My son got me hooked on Timbers when I lived in Boise. We would go down to the local American Outlaws. Uh, location there in Boise and watch soccer and it's been great getting to know the Timbers and now I'm in Tacoma visiting my daughter and she hooked me up with a game to see the Timbers at Seattle. The uh, Doyle's here has a charter bus from from Tacoma to CenturyLink and back. I this is going to be my first trip here. I've ridden the ECS bus down to Portland before, but this is all, I'm not sure what to expect. Um, how did you? Do you normally go to the the Sounders matches? Um, I've been to a couple, uh, but I've only ridden the bus once, and it's a really fun time. Is this every match? Uh, yeah, every okay. home match they run a bus from Doyle's to Seattle. I'm curious. I want to know all about it because this is a little out of my way, so maybe I can hook something up closer. Um, cheap beer. Cheap beer. Now, do they serve beer on the bus? Yep. And do we have hostesses and flight, you know, yep. flight attendants? Yep. <laughs> Not really a hostess. Yeah. You've got kind of a tour yeah. guide. Yeah. Somebody who's legally required to open the beer for you. So is it by the can or by the bottle or? Yep. Okay. That makes it's even sense. more worth the risk. Man. About four dollars yeah. each. Oh, good to know. Now, uh, is there? You said American Outlaws. Are, is there a large soccer support in, in Boise? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are there any local teams other than maybe the university? 
They're getting, I believe they're working to get a... A USL franchise or something yeah, like that? Yeah, or, uh, or a, what do, you, what do you call it, developmental team to share the local baseball stadiums. And do so, you know if they're going to be affiliated to? I don't know yet. don't know any of that. So. So I'm trying to think if there's any of the MLS teams that have an opening. I know Minnesota's a brand new team, so they may need to reach out. And obviously, any just to get more fans. I, Boise had come up a couple of times when it came to the Seattle Sounders. Right. Um, I don't think that's ever come to fruition. but. And we're getting a USL team. They signed the ink the deal in Vegas just in the last month. They signed a 20, 2025, at least through 2025. Now, what's do you know? Does it have a name yet? No. In fact, they're taking votes on names. Nice. I personally like um, uh, Las Vegas Football Club. LAFC? Yeah. Oh, LVFC. LVFC, yeah. Okay. And where are they going to play? The They're going to play at the 51 Stadium, the minor league baseball stadium. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I've come to Vegas. No, wait. I take it back. It's going to be... Not at UNLV. No, it's... um. What's the name of that stadium? I don't know the name. Like no, it is the 51s. I think we're playing there. The 51s baseball? the Raiders Stadium. Yeah, what are the Raiders going to do when they get to Vegas? The Raiders are having a brand new stadium built at Russell and 215, right there. So I've played, I've played in a, a, a soccer tournament in the, uh, there's a field now down by UNLV's football stadium. Mm -hmm. and so, I mean, there's a ton of land off the strip. Now, uh, yeah, that's right, if that's where it's at. Oh, so be out in that area. Yeah, kind of the beginning of the, the southern end of the strip. Russell Road and the 215. Good to know. Now, US, USL, um, probably not going to draw enough to use that LA or that, no. uh, that football stadium, but down the road, maybe that's something they could move into if they get an MLS team. I, I'm all for MLS in Las Vegas because that's at least one more trip to Vegas. It's a big market, too. And I'm sure someone would be willing to uh, to pony up the cash just for that just for that reason. Like Everyone and, uh, will travel to that away game every time. The general manager or ownership representative was really high on the fact that I believe six out of the last ten MLS teams have come from USL franchises. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have... And I believe that was the stat he said, and he's really excited about growing this down the road into maybe the, a franchise. So. That would be great. I don't know. I mean, MLS is... is cashing everybody's checks so money talks I, I don't know what uh, you know yeah. what it would take but I he said he knows it would be a long way out they're gonna get to they're gonna get to some sort of saturation eventually and and maybe go the pro rel route we always we always talk about that but we'll see what happens uh, back to the Portland Timbers the reason we're here uh, what do you know about the team what are you expecting from today are you just there for some sun? Being from Vegas, you don't get I, any of that. I know that we're off to one of our best starts. Um, I know the first, through the first three or four games, we scored more points yeah. than we had ever at the beginning. I'm hoping we can put some points on the board. Um, whenever you're on the road, you hope you come away with a result, period. But a win would be nice. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Agby and handling the ball. Um, I think our biggest... Uh, the most important thing for us is to do some ball control in the middle and look for breakouts, breakaways. I think we can exploit that. I think you're right. Uh, knowing what I know about the Sounders, depends on who who's starting in the back, but mm -hmm. there are some people that are not uh, too fleet of foot 
Uh, Torres, for one, it's somewhat easy to get behind him. That's kind of his Achilles. Um, yeah, this should be an awesome match. Uh, two, first place, second place in the division. Um, I think Portland has a handful of missing players. Uh, my guess is the striker and Guzman. And uh, other than that, I can't speak of off, off the top and of my head. I haven't looked lately because I'm down in Vegas. I'm yeah. getting as much feed as I did. There's no uh, Portland following in Vegas? Not that I've found yet. Anytime I've worn a Sounders jersey in Vegas, it's already like, hey, is there an Xbox convention in town? Like, uh, <laughs> just, I'm sure there's so many conventions that people just get used to it. But What you got? Steve Kettleson is just, Kettleson is just, I've been drinking. <laughs> Kettleson has just joined the group. Uh, we were just talking, he's hoping uh, uh, hoping for some breakaways and uh, hoping to get some points on the road. Okay, I'm sure you already talked about Adi not playing. and Just mentioned that. Just mentioned. Okay. Adi was his name, by the way. I said, uh, I think they're down to striker, and I believe Guzman's because he's exciting to watch. He really is. Yeah. It hurts. It is. It's too bad we can't see him play, but, you know, at the same time, it would be, uh, it, it's great that he's not uh, and uh, is Larry playing today? I thought so, but okay. I was telling him I don't. I'm not as up on things oh, being in Vegas. When yeah. I was in Boise, I was up on it more. Sure, sure. Oh, that, that makes sense. Right on. And I expect almost certainly a yellow card for Char because yeah, yeah. yeah. The, when these two it's teams gonna be, play, it's gonna be he's chipper. the guy that that steps up the physicality when yeah. necessary. Where's he at on yellows? Discipline this year. Um, early on, I, I know it was better right. than it had been, but like I said, I haven't been as up on it lately. So. Now, do you go to games normally? You said, I'd already asked that question. I've been to a couple, but not, not very many, and I still have not discovered an MLS allegiance. So it'd be nice if I could really get behind the Sounders, because yeah. it really pissed my brother off. Yes, that would be great. Let's piss the brother off. Don't you blaspheme. That makes Thanksgiving so much more interesting when everyone's wearing their kits to, right. you know, throwing gravy on each other. Um, where are you guys sitting today? How'd you get tickets? I bought tickets uh, since they were coming to visit. We were, we were thinking about maybe an MLB game, but my dad doesn't particularly love the Mariners, and I figured he'd prefer... <laughs> He preferred an MLS game, and since he's a Timbers fan, it oh, worked absolutely. out really well to go to an MLS game. Oh, it should be a great there. game. Sun's out. I mean, I, I'm never going to get... It, it, it's been it's been a great summer. It's been hot. I, I'm ready for fall, but a week into fall, I'll be wishing that we had the sun again. See, if, they're just happy they can actually stand in the sun. Yeah, without so melting. This is, this is probably... What seventy some seventy five degrees and, and a little humid versus you know what I mean, we got in Vegas. I think this week it was supposed to be one hundred eight. Yeah. Nice. So so uh, if you get to Boise, if you get to Boise and you want to watch soccer, double tap. It's a great double little, tap. Great in little Boise. pub in Boise, and they're an American Outlaws chapter. American Outlaws chapter. Do they? What, what's the closest USA match that, that would ever? Go towards. Would it be down at? Uh, is is Didn't Utah Kevin quicker? Kevin, Salt Lake? Kevin just went to one in Salt Lake. Salt Lake City. Okay, so Salt Lake City would be your he closer. Went to US Brazil. Yeah, that's right. I have to look at a map again, and uh, that would require some thought. I think it's uh, Salt Lake's about six hours from Boise. Okay. He had to go to Salt Lake for the US. Yeah, I've been to southeastern Idaho a couple of times. My sister lives there, but. Uh, 
I don't think it was one. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of soccer going the on in uh, St. Anthony. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> All right, do you have any questions that I can probably fail to answer? <laughs> I just... I don't know enough to ask any questions. So. All right, it looks like we'll have a full roster. Now, I'm saying there's a couple, There's there's a lot of U.S. national teams. There's some World Cup qualifiers coming in the weeks. Right. So there's going to be a break after this match. Does that mean that guys can put the hammer down and play to their, you know, play to their fullest? I'm guessing they'll probably take their put off the gas a little bit, knowing that they're representing their company or their country in something that's maybe a little more important. I don't know. Anything, uh, anything can happen, but especially when uh, Portland and Seattle meet. And I'm, I'm always worried for Nagy because he is such a ball handler that he gets he gets a crap kicked out. Yes, sir. Yes, so. sir. Same as uh, Nico Ladero, our, our right. essentially number ten. He, he he plays out on the wing because when he's in the middle, he gets fouled way more. But let's see if uh, if 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 we foul Nagby, that means there are going to be some set pieces, and uh, if they foul Nico, then you know it's an opportunity to defend some. Yeah, and your goal starting goalkeeper, I do not believe he is in action. I think you're going to have Antonella. Does that sound like a name? Sounds right. Okay, there you go. But I can be wrong. Like I said, I'm not up to up to my. And I get nervous in front of this microphone. Surprising. So I usually have a tablet in front of me that and, and an earpiece with the producers. I'm lying, but you don't know that. So it's time for another beer. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's see how much this works out. And if you do get a chance, uh, floundersbteam.com is where you can find uh, any of our episodes. And all we do is talk soccer, crack jokes. Well, thank you for your hospitality. Yeah, just that we'll let you, uh, we'll get you on the bus. The bus ride home, depending how the result ends, it might be a tough ride. The luggage area would be okay. You want to, oh, under the bus. Yeah. You might want to under the bus if, if, if things go well. But if, uh, with, with your ticket stub, if the Sounders score three goals, you get a free haircut at Great Clips. You can give it away to charity. <laughs> yeah, he has uh, his head shaved, by the way. So do I, but I, I'll take it down. So. Anyway, thanks again, guys. Thank Have a good you. afternoon. Oh, yeah, you, were you here this morning then? Yes, we were. Really? You were here in the email? <laughs> Here's the breakfast, and then I had a couple games with the Red League, and then showered Hey everybody, this is Steve Gettleson, the Flounders B Team Podcast. I would like to announce that Tim is about to be fucking ridiculous on this bus, and you're going to be witness, so this is wonderful. All right. Can I go and witness protection, please? But I'll just hold the mic real close to the speaker. It's a 30-second intro, so please. Okay. 
Steve Kettleston with the Flounders B Team Podcast, and I'm up here in an undisclosed location in CenturyLink Field. I'm just not going to tell you where I am, but uh, I'm with a gentleman named Tyler. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Tyler. Well, um, I'm from Montana originally. Okay. Uh, I came to Oregon for uh, college and uh, moved to Portland after vowing I would never do so. And, okay. Uh, moved there and thought So there's a lot of colleges awesome. in Portland. I went to the University of Oregon, actually, okay. so your, All right. your, your, your followers are Go probably going to hate me a little bit more well, uh, some once of, I say Go Ducks, yeah, well, uh, you but, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. We're a pretty equal opportunity when it comes to colleges down there, so. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah no absolutely. problem. So, how do you think this uh, match is shaping up? It's about halftime, it, it's 1-1, and uh, uh, Maddox, ju- it was it Maddox that took the PK? Who oh, took no, it was the Valeri that took Valeri the PK, took the PK. Yeah, sorry. Thankfully, uh, Guzman decided to take the day off after yellow card accumulation, so that was nice <laughs> of him, uh, because I was not stoked on how he uh, finished last week's. No, yeah. Um, but, no, I think the half uh, played out quite nicely. I think that 12 clearances for the Sounders is almost the most telling stat of the entire half, uh, meaning the, uh, the, the Timbers were attacking. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there were a couple fouls that, 
were called, weren't called, but I think that penalty at the end of the half really uh, changed the dynamic, especially considering he was in extra time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you called it a, a denial of goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah. I, you know, of course, I'm a little bit biased, and I, I thought it was a pretty fair challenge. Uh, it, it wasn't a whole lot of contact, but we're kind of far away, so sure. I don't know. So, we'll see. You know, even on the replay, it's like, yeah, that looks pretty even. And you know, I mean, the thing is, is if it's he did, even, he did challenge from the back, and you're going to get that card every time. You're going to get that and call if it's, every, if it, every if time. If it's even, then there's no call. Yep. There's no call whatsoever. Yep. So if it's if there's a call, then it's a denial of a goal scoring opportunity, right? So that's where you kind of find the balance. Yep. It's like if it if it was if it was fair, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't no call whatsoever. Well, I heard you yelling, "That's a red card!" and and I. Mm. It would be a soft red. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I, I'm a homer, so it's a it's a red card every time. It's a handball every time the ball approaches oh, course, somebody's shoulder. Course, you know course. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but you know, if, if if he's gonna call it, I'm glad he called it. But right if he's gonna call it. You know that's that's the that's the word of the law. All right. So we'll see. How do you like uh, how do you like how your season shaped up so far? Seems like had a little bit of a struggle. It's been up. It's been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, okay. I think that uh, the the season is shaping up uh, nicely. I mean, considering we're you know in second, uh, yeah. I hate who's in first, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, you and know, it's by four points, not by three points. Yeah, exactly. So that makes me happy. That's uh, that's a little bit rougher, but um, I do you know I like that we're you know almost working on being assured the playoffs. Sure. And I think that that was the minimum expectation this season. Um, and I think that, as we showed two years ago, we won't talk about last year, the year that shall not be named. Um, two <laughs> years ago, uh, you know, you don't have to you don't have to come in first. You just have to get into the playoffs and anything can happen in the playoffs. You guys experienced that last year. Yep. Get into the playoffs and, and, and let the magic happen, yep. right? So yep. um, I'm stoked where we're at. Um, I like that we're on, I think, one point correct me if I'm wrong, 1.42 points per game right now. Okay. Um, so, you know, keeping up there, I'm a little bit concerned about KC. Uh, KC is going to be sneaking up on both of us KC sneaks up on quick. everybody. So That's just the way it is in the yeah. West. you got to travel far to get there. you got to – are they coming to your place? Uh, I honestly don't know at this okay. point. Yeah. Great. So, uh, so as far as uh, leadership goes, so we, we asked this question. You're just Tyler. I'm just Tyler. You're just Tyler. Yeah. So, uh, how do you really feel about Caleb Porter? I think that Caleb See, Porter... That's a telling pause. All right. It's a telling pause. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Because I think that Caleb Porter is um, a great leader. I don't think that he's a great X's and O's guy. I don't think that he learns properly from uh, oh. certain situations. Um, so, I think that he's a good motivator. Um I trust a lot of the decisions he makes. Uh, some of the decisions he makes in terms of player lineups, um, you know, uh, general pressure, uh, so on and so forth. I think that's where I, I start to have my only problems with him. But overall, I think he's our guy. Yeah. You know, I, I recently heard that L.A., before they got Anolfo, was making a big run at Caleb right, Porter. Right. Caleb Porter's a hot commodity. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's because he is a great motivator. He's a player's coach. Uh, the players respect him, like him. Um, however, I think that he has to learn from his overall opportunities on the field before he's able to, you know, win championships every single season. Okay. We, uh, we note a uh, pretty severe lack of flexibility from Caleb from mm -hmm. his original game plan. Halftime, he doesn't tend to make the, flex make the flexes and the changes that he needs to make. Uh, and he doesn't really, I mean, from my perspective, doesn't really give good touchline. Right. I, you know, I'm not going to agree with the touchline. I think the touchline can be, uh, I, I think the message can be 
a little bit diluted uh, okay. depending on the player. Sure. Uh, I will agree that his halftime and uh, his halftime talks uh, mm-hmm. do not change the tactics of the game nearly enough, and I think his substitutions are erratic. Um, I think his substitutions uh, don't represent what's best for the game. Uh, he's waiting until the 87th minute to make some substitutions when we're down by a goal. That's eh, can't happen. But um, overall, I think he's a great leader. Uh, I think he's a solid coach. Uh, and I think most MLS teams would be really happy to have him. Well, most. 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 I think you guys would be happy yeah. to have him. Uh, I don't think about that. I don't Talk think to so. me in three seasons. I just got through the Helfrick bump. And uh, the, the Helfrick bump in Oregon. You guys talked to me in, in three seasons. There is no way that our fandom will support that kind of move. But we'll, we'll see. Oh, how, I'm not we'll saying s- you guys will. We'll see we'll how Schmetz will do. Yeah, yeah but, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is, you know, have a coach like him. <laughs> we'll see okay, how Like him maybe. All right. Yeah. Um, so t- tell me a bit, a little bit about y- yourself as a fan. How long have you been a, a supporter of Portland? Sure. You transplanted from Montana, you said. Yep. And... Uh, so, how, when were you introduced? Can you remember your first match? Absolutely, yeah. I remember uh, I, I um, worked across the street from what we used to call... Uh, Jeldwin. No, no, Civic no, Stadium. Even, oh, Civic Stadium. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I go golly. back to 2008, um, and when we were USL, and I worked across the street, and my friends would hit me up, and uh, we'd go to Thirsty Thursdays. $2 beers, sure. uh, $5 tickets, we'd get in, and uh, I wasn't a soccer fan. At all. No. Not a soccer fan, not anything. Uh, but I picked up FIFA that year. I started going to Timbers <laughs> matches that year. And now I. FIFA changes everybody. FIFA changes everybody. <laughs> I was watching the Bundesliga this morning and I was like, oh my God, I know every player. What yeah. the hell is wrong with me? Um, but uh, I started going to games and I started seeing the magic that was happening in TA. It was only about 2,000 people at the time. Um, but it was raucous. It was fun. I started bringing my own smoke bombs to the games, sure. you know, lighting them up. Light buying extra smoke bombs at 4th of July so that I had them for the season. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, it just stuck with me. So when the opportunity came up to get some season tickets, I had to take the opportunity, and uh, I've been going to every game since. Right on. Yeah. So who are the uh, – I think match is starting again, but yeah. uh, who are the two players on the Sounders that you worry about the most? Clint Dempsey. Okay. Uh, and beyond that, they're all equal. Uh, Clint Dempsey's honestly my biggest uh, nemesis. Uh, okay. I think Ozzy Alonso changes some dynamics in the game. I think Ladero shows up sometimes, uh, and when he does show up, it's spectacular. Okay. Um, so he does worry me, but he's so inconsistent in terms of. And I'm going to say this right now: yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in trouble because he's going to score a goddamn goal. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but, uh, but realistically, Clint Dempsey is the is the one that worries me the most. Okay, very good. Um, anything else you'd like to ask of us on the show? Mm-hmm. I know you're not familiar with the show, but we're yeah, Sounders uh, Sporting Podcast. Uh, Sounders Sporting yeah. Podcast, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trouncing into enemy territory here. Yeah, that's fine, buddy. Um, can't think of anything. All right, that's yeah. fine, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for spending the time. I'll let you get back to the match. And uh, I'm Steve. Tyler. All right. And you've been listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. This is Channel 253.